Yo, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Locker Room Talk. I'm Ryan Ulrich, and I'm here with Rob DeSani. Uh, just want to start off, go follow us on Twitter at LRTalk19. Uh, we'll be giving you injury updates uh, the rest of the night and all tomorrow morning. There's been a lot of guys on the injury report, so something to look at for sure. Um, let's start off with Thursday night football today. We're also going to get into some fantasy football after that. But uh, 49ers Cardinals, uh, Rob, what are some of your takeaways from that game? Uh, a major takeaway for me, actually, from this game is that the 49ers defense did not look as dominant as they've been all year. Yeah. Um, especially now with the loss of Kwan Alexander, that's uh, going to be a major loss for the 49ers defense going forward. Um, their rush really wasn't there. I mean, they mm-hmm. did sack Kyler Murray three times, but they didn't for, they didn't force any turnovers, no fumbles, no interceptions. Uh, nothing like that, and that's really what they've been leaning on all year. Um, it was a real, real quiet game from Nick Bosa. Only had one tackle, really didn't get any pressure on Kyler Murray at all. Uh, so like I said, going forward the with the loss of K1 Alexander, it's going to hurt, and uh, the 49ers are going to have to win games uh, offensively now going forward instead of having to rely on this defense. Because um, the offense, they did look alive. In this game, Jimmy Garoppolo probably had his best game of the year, throwing for over 315 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders really looking like this could be a good fit for him in San Fran with uh, seven catches for 112 yards and a touchdown. And George Kittle finally coming to life, uh, looking like that true tight end one he could be. Uh, looking at the Cardinals, Kenyon Drake, man, what a game. What a debut for <laughs> um, him. Unbelievable. Like, it's unbelievable. He had 19 touches for over 160 <laughs> total yards. Like, I did not expect any of no. that whatsoever. And just, it makes just shows how terrible the Dolphins are. Like, you got a guy like that. He comes in. He's been with this team for four days and just absolutely tears it up against one of the best defenses in the league. Unbelievable. Yeah, you said that perfectly. How how inept the Miami Dolphins are. <laughs> but but what makes me curious now is. Kenyon Drake looked really, really, really yeah. good Thursday night. David Johnson is due back next week. Is yeah. this going to turn into some type of committee? Is David Johnson still going to be that lead back? Because I, I Kenyon Drake looked really good, man, and the kid's still young. Yeah, um, definitely Kenyon Drake balled out for sure. I think when David Johnson comes back, it's all said and done. He, he's their starter. But you, you got to split up the carries between them a little bit. Um, Kenny Andre, like you said, looked so good, averaging seven yards a carry. Like, so I, I think my one of my major takeaways from this game is Kingsbury can coach. He he can coach a bit, man. Um, uh, I so I think he's gonna have fun with these two, with David Johnson and Kenyon Drake, moving forward for sure. Um, yeah, I mean you hit the head on the nail. Defense didn't look that good. Um. It's just – I think it comes down to Thursday night football. Thursday night football kind of sucks. Um, short week for everybody. These crazy games happen. Um, Cardinals came to play a bit. 49ers, their offense looked really good, like you said. And, and they didn't even run the ball that well. They still ran for over 100 yards. But um, Tevin, I, I thought Tevin Coleman was going to have a big game. They were shutting him down. I mean, he only, had, he only had 1.9 yards uh, a carry. Opposed to Matt Breida's five point two, so, and Breida Breida wasn't even supposed to play. 
Thursday yeah. night. Yeah, exactly. So um, expect them to keep splitting carries. Those two, they're, they're a good combo for each other. We just got that. that They're both really fast, but Coleman's more of like a power back. Um, and then as far as Manuel Sanders, man, uh, I think I think you got it right. He he might find his uh, his team in the San Francisco 49ers. He looked so good. Um him and him and Jimmy G looked so good together. They've only been together for what a week now, week and a half. Like that's pretty impressive to look like that. So Manuel Sanders, man, he could he could change his team for sure. Um George Kittle, big game. I know he was on that injury. Uh he had that knee injury and they came out to an ankle injury as well towards the end of the game, but I'm pretty sure it's, they said it was nothing, so that should yeah, be fine. Yeah, he'll, he'll be fine going yeah. forward. But uh, Cardinals, man, they could play it a little bit. They they proved it in this game. They could they could play. So and, You know, they really did prove it, and what really aggravates me is because we both went with the 49ers, the minus 10 on the spread. But right yeah. before we had this show, we had the talk where we really think that this could be a yep. game where the Cardinals keep it close, and that's yep. exactly what they did. They lost us. The, they lost us, the, or they they beat the spread. We mm-hmm. lost by picking the 49ers, and I, we should have stayed with that Cardinals pick. Yeah, because yeah. like you said, it's Thursday night football, and anything could happen on Thursday mm-hmm. night football. Yeah, definitely a surprise, but uh, overall, pretty good game. The Cardinals had a chance to win, but. 49ers are just too good. They, they find many ways to win, and I think that's going to go a long way for them. Um, they've been winning a lot with their defense. I mean, I know they scored 51 points last week, but a lot of it's because their defense has been yep. so dominant. But their offense showed out this week. Jimmy G showed out this week. That's some positive signs, man, seeing that yeah. from Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, for sure, definitely. I, I, yeah. I also think this is the 49ers' first win against the Cardinals since, like, 2015, so, then like their wow. last like eight meetings, like uh, wow. the Cardinals were eight and zero against them. Some crazy stat like that. Jeez, yeah, man, good one, good one for sure. All right, let's get into some fantasy football. We'll talk about our love hate, um, our sleepers of the week. Uh, talk about some guys you have to add off the waiver wire, and then we'll end it with our locks of the week. That got um, messed up on our last show. <laughs> yep, got messed up on our last <laughs> show a little bit, but it'll be good. We'll probably have the spreads like more. Um, they change so much, so it'll be more closer to what they'll actually be tomorrow, right before the games. Um, we didn't get any questions. A little disappointed, but uh, I have a couple questions. We'll we'll get into that a little later on, though, for you. Um, all right, so we'll start off with the QBs. Um, best place to start off for love hate. What do you got on, on your love list for this week, Rob? My first QB um, for my love list this week is going to be Matt Stafford. Um, the guy has really kicked it into another gear now, uh, especially with on Johnson being down and out. Uh, the mm. Lions are really having to rely on their passing attack now. Um, he's got threats all over the field who he could throw the ball to. And Kenny Galladay, the guy's a beast, Kenny Galladay. He's got Marvin Jones. Uh, Danny Amendola has really uh, kicked it up these last two weeks, and he still has a young, uh, prosperous tight end in in TJ Hawkinson. Um, yep. Although they really haven't gotten Hawkinson involved that much lately in the offense, uh, I do see him uh, getting or growing into a bigger role as the season goes on. I know we're mm. in week nine, and it's taken him – a little bit of time to pro- progress, but I do see him uh, establishing a bigger role. 
Uh, so with that being said, Matt Stafford is one of my love keys for the week. Uh, here's a little stat on Matt Stafford for his career. He's averaging eight point just for the season. These are all like best in his career. He's mm-hmm. uh eight point four yards an attempt. That's the best in his career. Uh, 299 passing yards a game, third best in his career. A passer rating of 105.3. Uh, that's the best in his career. And a 16 to 4 touchdown ratio, which is the best in his career through nine weeks. Wow. So Stafford's having a career season right now. And this is why I'm taking him with the love week. Uh, QB4 this week against a uh, bad Raiders defense. Uh, yeah, I got Stafford, a great matchup. Yeah, great matchup. He's going to have a big game. Um, my second. QB, who I love this week. Uh, I hate picking it. Uh, you could probably already guess who it is. Uh, it, it, it's Dak Prescott. Uh, the, the guy. <laughs> I knew you were going to pick him. I knew it. <laughs> the guy just feasts off bad defenses. Uh, he's QB5 this week. He, like I said, with the feasting off the bad defenses, he, he, that's what he does. He just destroys bad defenses. Mm destroyed the Eagles. He destroyed the Giants in week one. Uh, He's got weapons all around him, just like Stafford. He's got Amari Cooper. He's got Zeke. He's got Michael Gallup, a bunch of guys you can throw the ball to. And I just see this being another massive game for Dak Prescott. I know he's only thrown for 12 touchdowns this season, but I do see that number jumping to 15 this week. Uh, I think it's just going to be a big offensive night all around for the Cowboys, and I really hate saying that because it's against Big Blue. Uh, yeah. But this this team just knows how to play against the Giants. They know how to win in MetLife against the Giants, and they know how to show out in primetime games, the Cowboys. Um, so with that, yeah, Dak Prescott and Matt Stafford are my love <laughs> quarterbacks for the week. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, uh, two two good options, two guys who are playing really well this year. Two good matchups. I could definitely go with that as well. Um, I went a little different route. <laughs> You're going to laugh at my first one for sure. But uh, this guy, I, I just see a big game out of him this week. He's got a pretty good matchup. Um, got two top ten wide receivers. Big game, Jameis Winston. Uh, yep, I knew that one was <laughs> coming. <laughs> he has a really good matchup this week. Um, like, like I was saying, two top ten wide receivers. Um, I can't believe I'm taking him on my love list after a six turnover day a couple weeks ago, but um, yeah, <laughs> I, I love him this week. I both teams are good against the run. Um, I, I believe it's going to be a heavy, heavy passing game for both teams. So I think it's going to be a little back and forth shooting uh, between these two. Yeah, big day for Jameis Winston. I would start him this week for sure. And I hope it is for my fantasy purposes because I have Mike Evans in both leagues and uh, Russell Wilson and Lockett. So that'd be nice for sure. But big game, Jameis comes through with a huge game. <laughs> big game, Jameis. Famous uh, Jameis. Florida State, baby. All right. Um, I had this guy last week on my love list, and then I took him off last minute. Um, uh, I know who it is. Yep, He's got a great matchup against Houston. Um, I mean, Gardner Minshew, man, dude's been balling. And, and Texans are a little tougher against the run. I know they're going to try to try to run the ball a lot with Leonard Fournette, but I think it's going to be a big Minshew day. Um, D.D. Westbrook's a little banged up, but I, I still think that's okay. Um, with Chris Conley playing really well, and uh, D.J. Chark has been unbelievable this year. So... Um. 
big day for him. I think it's another game where it's, where it's a shootout. Um, a lot, lot going to be a lot of passing in this game. Um, and Texas not having J.J. Watt is, is huge. So I don't think they're going to be able to pressure him a lot. So I think he'll have a pretty clean pocket throughout the day. Um, I mean, it's easy to sit here and say, like, Russell Wilson's going to have a big day, Deshaun Watson. I think those guys are almost given. You're never going to sit those guys. But two guys, like I said, Jameis and Garner Minshew, kind of get overlooked a little bit. But good matchups for both of them. I think they both have big, big days against uh, two good teams. Must win for the Jags, too. Must win for the Jags and must win for the Texans. So that should be a good game. Definitely going to be a good game. Yeah. I actually, before we get into our uh, love running backs, I want to throw in a couple nuggets for Dak Prescott. Um, Here we go. Dak Prescott, the number one offense in the league with the Cowboys, 437.9 yards a game. Uh, wow. The Giants are 25th against the pass. Uh, Dak, in his last five games against the Giants, 13 touchdown passes, no interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> and oh then – uh, in those five straight games, Dak is averaging 310 passing yards a game. And this is the big number for fantasy owners, 25.1 fantasy points a game in those wow. last five against the Giants. Yikes. Could be a very, very long night for mm-hmm. New York. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's move on to running backs. Get out. I don't know. Uh... All right. So. My love list this week, um, I'm going to start off with a guy who's been a little disappointing this year, but I believe this is his breakout uh, game. They, they need to get him going, really, for, that, for, their, for their offense to keep going. Um, Le'Veon Bell against Miami. Uh, yep. Miami's 29th worst against the, the run. So I expect him to have a huge day. He needs to have a huge, day, huge game. They're playing a bad Dolphins team, um, and there's been – there's been speculation about the trade deadline, about trading him and all this crazy stuff. I mean, you can't get rid of this guy. He's good. Adam Gase needs to get him the ball. Like I said, no, no, he's been a disappointing year. Uh, but I expect a huge game out of him. Just feed Levy on the ball. Um, he's projected 18.7 in, in ESPN PPR. I think he crushes that. I think he has like a 25-point day, to be honest with you. Um, my next guy. Uh, you, I know you have him on your fantasy team, Rob. Um, another guy who's been disappointing this year, who I think finally breaks out. I say it all the damn time. Um, I've, I've said it for weeks now. But Melvin Gordon, it's his week. The Packers are the 27th worst um, against the run. They're giving up a lot of points to opposing running backs. Um, and I know this uh, Zadarius Smith. Just dealing with this. I don't even know if he's playing this week um, or how they're acting upon him. So it could be a big loss for the Packers. Um, so the Chargers, if they, if they want to start being back to how they were and how good they were, they need to get Melvin Gordon going this week. They need to get him the ball. What do you have, 11 touches last week? Yeah, like, that's just bad. not good enough. You, I mean, I understand Eckler came in and did really well. I, I, they should still use Eckler a good amount, but you got to feed Melvin Gordon. Let him get into a bit of a groove. Um, I, I expect 20 to 25 touches at least uh, for Melvin Gordon this week. They have to do it um, against a really good Green Bay team. Keep keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. That's how you beat him. Keep him off the damn field. Get the running game going. Chew up the clock. That, that's the only chance I give the Chargers in this game. So 
I think big game for Melvin Gordon. Uh, and I'm I'm hoping it's a big game for Melvin yeah. Gordon because I need it. I need to see him have a big game going uh, at the the final stretch here of the fantasy regular season. It's honestly crazy how fast that, yeah. this is yeah. going. We're already in week nine. Um, I mean, and you're looking at two guys. If they don't finally break out, like, try to trade them, these two guys. Le'Veon Bell yeah, and yeah. Melvin. You got to try to get rid of them. Or yeah, even, even if they do have a big week, you, find, you sell them high right there. You sell them high right there. Let them go. Um but yeah, I think these two guys need to have a big week this week. They're 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 due, and yeah, they've been really dis- they're you. disappointing this year. So on my love list, hey, though, and start them this week. Yeah, here we go. Uh, my love list first one. Uh, you just you said him before. It's Le'Veon Bell. Uh, the guy has a insane matchup this week, and if he <laughs> can't get something going, I. I don't know what it, what is up with him if he can't get it going against this terrible Miami defense. Yep. Uh, like you said, he's projected 18.1 fantasy points. I see him blowing that out of the water. I see him outscoring that by at least 8 to 10 points. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I see well over 130 total yards. I'm seeing at least a touchdown or two. This is a game that Le'Veon has to get back on track and get that confidence built up. Again, I know it's against the Dolphins, but this is a game where you could build that confidence back up. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing ESPN's only projecting him at 73 rushing yards. I think this is a game where he could honestly rush for a hundred over 100 yards on the ground. Um, Miami is like the, the second-worst run defense in the league. Again, I see Le'Veon Bell exploding, having his best game of the fantasy season this year. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, overall, he's RB 18 total in the season. There's running backs like Latavius Murray, Josh Jacobs, <laughs> Devontae Freeman, Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry, Philip Lindsay, guys like that ahead of him that you're crazy normally not seeing ahead yeah. of Le'Veon Bell. It's a guy who is usually a top seven, top five fantasy back. Um, I do see him finishing the season in the top 15 range. I see him finishing closer to to 10, maybe uh, 12, 13th in that range. But I do think the Jets' schedule really does ease up. So if you want to trade for Le'Veon Bell or if you want to trade Le'Veon Bell to get a lot back in return, I think it could work either way. But the Jets do have a very, very easy schedule coming mm. up that favors Le'Veon. Yeah, that's a good um, point. My second running back, who I love, uh, he, he should be on a love list every week just because of how many touches he's getting and the offense that he's working in. And that running back is Aaron Jones. This guy has really stepped it up this season with Devontae Adams out. He does everything. He catches the ball. He runs the ball hard. He's fast. He cuts. He, he does everything that you need a star running back to do, and he does it. He's not a big-name guy like a Dalvin Cook or a McCaffrey or a Zeke, but he's certainly building his name up to be a big-name guy. He's averaging 22.5 points a game this season in fantasy. That's good for RB number three on the season. Uh, <laughs> he's projected 17.7 points this week. I see him scoring over 20 fantasy points going against a weak Chargers defense against the run. Um the Chargers are sixth against the run. I see a big game for Aaron Jones. And with that being said, I know Aaron Jones puts up great games, but they, they incorporate Jamal Williams in there so good yeah. that he has good games too. Uh, I think you can incorporate him in that love list as well because, I mean, he's, what, only projected usually like eight points like, a week. I think he's – yeah, I think he might be projected ten points this week. Yeah, ten points now, yeah, because he's been having yeah, big weeks. Could, 
Like you wanted to do that last week, Packers running backs, and it would have worked out really well because yeah. they both had great yeah. phenomenal games. Um, so again, this week, if you have Aaron Jones, you could like I you like you said, you could put Jamal Williams in here for Packers running backs that you love. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Jones, he's going to be easily a top five back for the rest of the season. Uh, he'll he'll probably stay top three. It'll be McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and Aaron Jones because I really don't see anyone uh, jumping them or close. The next closest running back to Aaron Jones is Austin Eckler. He's 10 points behind, and Eckler doesn't nearly touch the ball as much anymore. Yeah. Uh, the next closest guy is Leonard Fournette, and he's 35 points behind. So Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, and McCaffrey are going to be riding off into the sunset as top three backs for this year. Yep, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, some interesting thing to look at. I, I want to get into this later, but – Screw it. I'll get into it now. Jalen Samuels, James Conner, doubtful. He will most likely not play this week. Who knows how long he's out for. Um, and Benny Snell uh, had that surgery on his meniscus out a couple weeks, two to three weeks, they're saying. Um, what do you think about Jalen Samuels moving forward? Uh, I mean, he's, he's on my sleeper list this week and yeah. obviously on my waiver wire ad. Uh, the guy, the guy can, he, he does everything. He freaking throws the ball. He runs the ball. He catches the ball. Uh, I think he, he's one of those backs where he does a little bit of everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's going to be a great fantasy running back in, yeah. um, in PPR. Uh, I know in my one Yahoo league, the scoring's a little bit high, but he's projected over 19 points this week in my mm-hmm. Yahoo league. Um, I know you have him. In, I know you picked him up in ESPN. I'm not sure how much he's projected on your team, but I saw you had him in your flex. Yeah. Uh, Going forward, if James Conner's out, Jalen Samuels could easily be a RB1, and he is definitely a guy that you're going to have to start every game moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, with not a lot of weapons on the offense, uh, look for Mason Rudolph to really incorporate Jalen Samuels in the passing game. Uh, I think I think Jalen Samuels is going to be an, at least a 15-point-a-game guy if he could really earn this role and thrive in it with James Conner being hurt. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. Um, I goes back to our last podcast where we were talking about the Steelers. Like, I love James Conner, but it feels like he gets hurt every damn game. And it's starting to catch up to him a little bit. So I think Jalen Samuels is going to be a, a huge guy to have on your team. Um, I was lucky enough to get him in both leagues in this waiver wire the past uh, week. Um, I know he's had a tough matchup against the Colts, but I just think the amount of touches he's going to get, catches, rushes, he – he's going to have a big week this week. Quick question for you. Um, who would you rather play this week? Would you rather play Josh Jacobs with a good matchup against the Lions? Lions are uh, the second worst team. So they're giving up the second most fantasy points to running backs this week. Mm-hmm. Or would you play Jalen Samuels against the Colts? Wow. That's a really, yep. really tough. They're question. only projected like a point or two away. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's a that's a great question. You know, you honestly stumped me on that one. Yeah. Uh, if I I really can't give you a a clear answer on that one, you know, mm-hmm. uh, who who did who did the Raiders play last week? They played the Texans, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, let's see. Jacobs touched the ball seventeen times. It looks like they're really starting to get him going into mm-hmm. the offense. Um. Ah, uh, Jesus, man, that's tough. You know. 
I can't I can't say either or. I think that's a 50-50 yeah. throw-off. Yeah. But I, I will I will lean towards Josh Jacobs because we've seen him more this season. Mm-hmm. He's been a part of the offense. He he's he's played every game. Um I give Jalen Samuels a week. If Jalen Samuels thrives in this week and you ask me that question next week, I'm gonna take Jalen Samuels, yeah. obviously. But I'm gonna go with Josh Jacobs this week just solely on the matchup and because he's played the whole season as mm-hmm. their lead back. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I kind of agree in that. Um, Jay and Samuels does have a tougher matchup for sure this week. Um, but, yeah, it'd be interesting to see moving forward what Jay Sam- Samuels brings. All right, uh, let's go to the wide receivers. Start us off, Bobby, with your love. My love wide receiver, you know, it's another guy who I hate taking. <laughs> I, ha- I have him love matched up with one of my love quarterbacks. It's Amari Cooper. Um, this guy has been phenomenal this season. Um, just having one bad week, really, mm-hmm. due to his uh, getting hurt and his injury, the the guy <sighs> puts up numbers every single week. Yep. Uh, he's he's wide receiver number eight on the season. He's got five touchdowns on the year, over six hundred receiving yards on only thirty eight catches. Uh, like I said, the guy puts up numbers. Um, he's gone for over a hundred yards in. I want to say well, at least three games this season. Uh, let me let me pull this up real quick. Yeah, he's gone for over 100 yards three times this season. Wow. Uh, he scored in every single game he's played except for three, and one of the games was a game where he got hurt, so you can't even count that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, Amari Cooper, he's going to put up the numbers for you, and he has a feast matchup against the Giants this week. Uh, last time they met week one, nine or nine targets, six catches on nine targets for 106 yards and a touchdown for all his long catch on the day was 45 yards. Uh, this is a like I said, it's a feast matchup for Amari Cooper. I'm expecting a huge week out of this guy. Uh, I'm starting him in fantasy. Got him locked in as my wide receiver one this week because Julio Jones is down. Uh, he. He's projected 18.6 this week in ESPN. I say that's a fair number, although I can see him getting over 20 points. Um, his his, stat, his stats for this game, it's really going to go on game flow and how the scoring is going. If the Giants could keep it close, they're obviously going to be throwing the ball a lot. If not, it's going to be a heavy Ezekiel Elliott game. But – Lock it in. Amari Cooper is a true love wide receiver this week. You shouldn't have any doubt playing him this week or any week going forward. Uh, this is a guy that you probably that you probably drafted in in the mid rounds, probably like maybe in like the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds, and he's really turned up to be a elite receiver in the fantasy aspect now. Um. My second wide receiver who I pick, you know, this is a little roll the dice here, a little gamble, but he, he's just been on fire these past three weeks. Um, I'm going to read you off his numbers, and I want to see if you could guess who it is. Hmm. Uh, you, you probably already know. It's been a, his last three weeks, 167 receiving yards, 143 receiving yards, and 143 receiving yards. Who do you think this guy is? 160. What the hell? What the, I do? I don't. Are wait, you stumped? You're stumped. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, oh I got you. I got you. It's Stefan Diggs. Yeah, Stefan Diggs is on my <laughs> list this week. Yeah. Uh, the the guy's really kicked it into another gear. Um, 
And that's I think that's the sole reason why this Vikings offense has been clicking the way they have. Mm. Um, Adam Thielen is due back this week, so I'm I think Stephon Diggs is actually going to bode well from that, being that the Kansas City Chiefs are a pretty good team against the pass. Um, it's their run defense that lacks. Um, Stephon Diggs is projected 15.9 points. I see him getting over that. I mean, the guy has been going off the last three weeks. Like, it's insane what yeah. he's been doing. Uh, like I said, those numbers I just read you, 167 yards and then 143 yards each in back-to-back weeks. Uh, three touchdowns against the Eagles. The guy has just been going off. He's what, How many catches? Let me see this. 7, 14. 21 catches the last three weeks. The guy's getting targeted a lot, and he's the sole reason why this Vikings defense has really kicked it into another gear. Um, I still don't see a line out on this game yet. I'm seeing Pat Mahomes isn't going to play. Uh, yeah, I'm I don't think he's going to play. They activated Chad Henney of the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know how the game flow is going to be, but I'm taking a shy here against the good defense of the Chiefs with, with picking Stephon Diggs. I don't want to – I have him locked in as my wide receiver one this week because Michael Thomas is hurt on my – I mean, uh, on a bye week for this – for my team. Yeah. But uh, Stephon Diggs, I I do think he has a big game. And then my last wide receiver, he has a great matchup. He's been consistent all season. He's involved in a terrible offense, though, and that's Allen Robinson. Um <laughs> Love Allen Robinson's matchup this week. He projected 16.7 points. Uh, the Eagles' defense is brutal, man, and they're, they are a tough team to watch uh, defensively. Um, I know they've had guys like Avante Maddox and Ronald Darby out all season, but I do see this a game where the Bears gets their where the Bears get their offense going against a bad defense. Um, it's a must win. For Allen Robinson and the Bears, uh, he's got what I don't know if I, I forgot if I read off his stats already. I don't mm-hmm. think I did. He's got where is he? Where's this guy? I know he's only got three touchdowns on the season, and I look for him to score in this game. Uh, I know he's just been a, a reception guy; he just chews up all the catches, all the targets. But I think mm-hmm. this is a game where Allen Robinson could get in the end zone at least two times against a bad defense. Uh, the Bears are going to have to throw the ball because the Eagles' run defense is very good. Uh, yep. I, really, I, I don't see David Montgomery having a good game. He's actually on my hate list when we get into that later in the show. But like I said, the Pat, the Bears are going to have to throw the ball against the Eagles. Uh, it's a must-win game for both teams. Uh, it's going to be a great game nonetheless. So lock that in. Amari Cooper, Stephon Diggs, and Allen Robinson are all my love list wide receivers for the week. Yeah, that's good. Um, I'm just, I'll start off with one of my guys, same same guy as you, is uh, Allen Robinson this week. Um, dude's been really good this year. Um, I think he's been overlooked a little bit, but he's starting to get back to the Allen Robinson he was before that injury. Um, as long as Mitchell Trubisky can, like, somewhat – uh, be a quarterback this week. He has a fantastic matchup, Mitchell Trubisky. Allen Robinson has a fantastic matchup against this Eagles secondary that has just been piss poor all year long. Um, <laughs> and back to what you said, I don't see both teams being able to run the ball that much. I mean, I said it. I said the Eagles weren't going to be able to last week, and they did, which surprised me a little bit. But I really think both teams are going to struggle this week again. So. 
I agree. I think Allen Robinson is going to have a huge game. Uh, I, I could see more of like the eight to ten catches, honestly. Um, eighty to one hundred yards and a touchdown. I really think he has a big game this week. Uh, we'll go to my next guy. He's playing Sunday night. Julian Edelman. Um, this guy knows how to show up on primetime games. Um, Ravens are pretty tough against the run again, but th- this is this is the guy for Tom Brady. Um, this guy's gonna do his thing on Sunday night. He's gonna help the Patriots win this this night. I expect a huge night out of him. He's projected like 18 points in uh, ESPN right now PPR. Um, I I expect him to exceed that that 18 points. They're they're used to just blowing teams out and they can't even. Re- they're not even gonna throw the ball um, in like the second half, fourth quarter, and stuff like that. I I expect this game to be pretty good um, throughout. So I really expect Julian Edelman to show out. On Sunday Night Football. Uh, let's go with my last guy. I'm going to match him up with my quarterback. Um, I know you have this guy in fantasy. Uh, DJ Chark. Um, he's been really good this year, man. He's been really, really good. Great rookie receiver. Um, and D.D. Westbrook is hurt. Um, it it could be one of those games where they play him and, he, and he's out again in the first quarter like he was last week. Uh, so I, I really think this is a big DJ Chark match. I'm going to match him up with Gardner Minshew, both on my love list. Um, they're the Texans are the second worst against uh, wide receivers, so expect a huge game out of DJ Chark Sunday morning in London. All right, so I got Allen. We both have Allen Robinson. I got Julian Edelman and DJ Chark. Um, Want to get into something real quick? Devontae Adams. They said they were going to release a statement of whether or not he's going to play 90 minutes before the game. Do you play him this week, Rob? Do you take that chance at 4 o'clock? They play at 4.30. The only way I'm taking a chance <laughs> on playing Devontae Adams this week is if I have Tyrell Williams on my team. Uh, not even a Marquez Valdez-Scantling or a Geronimo Allison or a Kumaro mm-hmm. or a Lazard. Uh I just can't take that chance on playing Devontae Adams and him throwing up a goose egg. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, they are releasing it like 90 minutes before. It gives you a little leeway. If you have a guy like Tyrell Williams, obviously uh, you're going to have Devontae Adams in the starting lineup because you could, if he's not playing, you could bench him and throw Tyrell Williams mm, yeah. in. But if you have no receivers for a four o'clock game or no receivers for a Sunday night or a Monday night, you you can't take the chance and play Devontae Adams. And if you do take the chance and play Devontae Adams, make sure you leave him in a wide receiver slot. Do not leave him in a flex spot. Yeah, I I agree. The only way I would be able to leave him in is if maybe I had like a Michael Gallup um, on my bench, um, maybe a Marvin Jones on my bench, maybe one of those guys, but I would need to have a, a decent play at wide receiver behind him at four thirty or, or past then I, it's too much of a risk. He's been out for a while with this injury. So it would be a hard risk for me to take unless I'm like severely low at receiver. All right. Um, yeah, let's go on to some tight ends. Some tight ends. <laughs> All right, uh, Love List. Um, he's 
He's ranked as the number one receiver, uh, the tight end this week. Uh, I had to, I had to take him. He has a great matchup this week. Darren Waller. Um, I'm I'm expecting a huge night out of him. I know he only had two catches for 11 yards last week and a tutty, but which is still not a bad day. But this guy has been really really good all year. Um, one of Derek Carr's favorite targets for sure. Um, has a top 10 matchup, maybe top yeah top 10 matchup this week against the Lions, and I think it goes back. The Lions' defense hasn't been that great this year. Um, They're not that good against tight ends. So I expect a huge week out of Darren Waller. Don't want to spend too much on tight ends just because we're getting tight ends. But, yeah, love Darren Waller this week. Uh, my, my love tight end for the week, Evan Ingram, Monday night against Easy. Dallas. Easy. Yeah, uh, you know, last time they met in Dallas, the guy had 11 catches for over 100 yards um, and a touchdown, 11 for 116 and a touchdown. The guy balled. Um, I see this is going to be a game where Daniel Jones is going to have to use his tight end. Uh, you know, they're getting Sterling Shepard back, so that's really going to spread out the offense a lot more. Mm-hmm. So yep. look for Evan Ingram to get more involved and stay involved throughout this game. Uh He's only got three touchdowns on the season. I think he's going to get one uh, Monday night. But the Giants aren't going to do enough to keep it close with the Cowboys. <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> and that's Knock my, it that's, off. That's my love tight end for the week. Tight end number four on the week. Evan Ingram's going to have a good game. Giants will not. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree with half that. All right. Uh, let's go to our hate. Let's go to our hate QBs. All right, I'll get us going with – I mean, obviously nobody's going to play this guy. I had to put him on my list just because of how much he pisses me off and how much uh, and how it? much I'm, I'm so thankful the guys – the Giants didn't take this guy. Dwayne Haskins, <laughs> don't play him this week. Don't play him at all. Don't even have him on your team. Please just don't. I, they're throwing him really into the fire. I don't know why Colt McCoy's not playing this game. They're, they're throwing him against a really good – Bills team. If they score any sort of points, I'd be really surprised in this game. <laughs> don't play him. Don't. That's it. That's just, just the only thing you could say. Just don't play. Yeah. Just want. Nobody's gonna. And I would hope nobody does play him. Um. Just throw him. Throw him some shade. Um. Another guy I have on my hit, hate list who played well this year, but I, he's got a tough matchup this week. He's got his number one wide receiver out. Jacoby Brissett. Um. I wouldn't play him this week. Like I said, tough matchup. He's got a bottom 10 matchup against the Steelers D. Um, their secondary has been playing a little bit better with uh, Micah Fitzpatrick. So, and T.Y. Hilton being out for a couple weeks. I just don't see it this week for Jacoby Brissett. So, I would for sure sit him. Uh, I, I really hate his matchup this week. All right, Bobby. Give us your um, hate. First, uh, my quarterbacks that I picked for my hate list are very, very bold. Uh, more, more one than the other. My mm-hmm. first QB that I hate that I'll start off with is Carson Wentz. Uh, I agree. Carson Wentz has a really, really tough matchup this week against yep. a very good Chicago Bears defense. Uh, he's QB fifteen in ESPN rankings. Um, I just. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I just don't really see either offense really getting it going. Um, 
the Bears, the defense has been locked down all season. It's just the offense that can't get them to win games. Uh, there's, I really don't know what mu- much more to say other than I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and that doesn't bode well for a fantasy quarterback, low-scoring games. So I, that that's solely my reason why I'm not starting mm-hmm. Carson Wentz and because he's probably going against one of the best defenses in the league. Yep. And this brings me to my very bold <laughs> – this is my bold decision of the week. I said it last week that I won't put guys from this team on my hate list, but I'm doing it this week. I hate Tom Brady this week. Uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, hasn't been playing that well this year. Exactly, honest. he has it, been he has been average, yeah, good at best. He hasn't been Tom Brady. It's Sunday night in Baltimore. That Ravens defense is going to be fired up. They're going to want to get at Tom Brady. They're going to want to rush him. They're going to want to give him no tomorrow. Yeah. Uh I just don't – I know you put Julian Edelman on your love list. I don't yeah. – he was on my hate list last week. <laughs> I should have put him on my hate list this week because I just don't see it being a good game for the New England Patriots. Uh, I know I took them against the spread because you just – they haven't done anything yet mm-hmm. for them to be bet against, but I just don't see this being a good game for Tom Brady at all. No, I agree. Um, I think he has a very tough matchup. Um, and like you said, he's been average, maybe good at the best, not Tom Brady, um, that we're used to seeing for sure. No, not at all. Interesting matchup, uh, for Lamar Jackson. He's been very, very good fantasy this year. Um, in fantasy this year, you know, people got him, you know, last pick in their draft, last couple picks and like last couple rounds. How do you think yeah. he fares up against this Patriots defense? I don't know. This this was a this. I think I asked you this actually last episode of uh, mm. what Belichick's going to do. Uh, yeah, I, I think Belichick's going to run a lot of that cover zero and blitz a lot, um, while keeping keeping Lamar spied throughout the whole game. Um, I don't know if we're going to see Lamar rush for a hundred yards like he does, or you know, rush a lot at all. I, mm. I do see the Patriots pressure getting to him. I, I'm I'm just curious to see what type of game plan they have going into this. I'm really curious to see what Harbaugh, what kind of plays he's going to decide on offense, what he's going to run, because the, the Patriots have playmakers at almost every single position on defense. They could rush the quarterback. They get a crazy amount of sacks. They got probably the best DBs in the league. They have the best DB in the league. Mm. They lead the league in interceptions. I mean – Lamar Jackson, he's turnover prone. He hasn't really shown it this season, but this could be a game where Lamar Jackson comes back down to earth and really does not have a great game. Yeah, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what he does. I still think he has obviously fantasy value because he could get it done uh, with his legs, but I think I think he really does struggle in the air against the Patriots for sure. So I think it's going to be a long day for him um, for passing sure. the ball. All right. Fantasy backs that you hate, Bob. All right, my first fantasy back that I hate this week, I, I we just mentioned him before, David Montgomery of the Chicago Bears. Uh, really tough matchup. I know he broke out last week, and he was really showing some signs of life. But just coming back uh, at Philly against a really, really good run defense, uh, I just don't see it uh, mm-hmm. really boating out well for Montgomery, especially that the Eagles' pass defense is absolutely terrible. 
I look, I really see this as a game where Mitchell Trubisky could get going. I think they're going to throw the ball a lot. Like you said, Allen Robinson's going to have a lot of catches in this game. Um, so, yeah, David Montgomery, I'm just really not seeing a lot of fantasy value out of him this week. And then another, my second uh, fantasy running back that I hate, a little bit bold, excuse me, bold, but he's going up against a great, great run defense, and that's Chris Carson. I do mm. not like Chris Carson this week at all. Uh, I know he gets a lot of touches. I know he's a good runner. I know he runs hard. But this Tampa Bay run defense is really good, and they have stopped some really good fantasy backs this year. Yeah. Uh, Christian McCaffrey being the best one. They shut him down two weeks in a row to give McCaffrey his uh, worst games of the season. Uh, Chris Carson, I know, is RB9, but against this tough Tampa Bay run defense, I just don't see it being a good game. Um, Russell Wilson's going to get it going through the air with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. I really wanted to see Josh Gordon play this week. We're going to have to wait another week. But, yeah, Russell Wilson just had another weapon pass. Yeah. Uh, Chris Carson, I, not a good week for Chris Carson. You're still obviously going to play him just because of what he's done all season. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be a good fantasy day for Chris Carson. Yeah. I mean, projected 18 points. Um, I think he gets under. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I agree with that. I, I think that's really going to be tough to get against the Tampa Bay team that's been really, really good against the run this year. So, yeah, I, I don't hate that at all. So, I'll go to my two. Um, I thought about putting David Montgomery um, in, but I, I, I think he could score a touchdown this week. So, I think he gets in the end zone this week against the Eagles, which kind of saves him. But I don't think he does much on the ground. He had a huge week last week, 130 yards. But I think since he's able – I think he'll be able to get into the end zone. I think that's what will make him get around that 12-point mark, maybe a little bit higher than what he's projected, but nothing crazy um, like he did last week. Uh, my first one, Sony Michelle. Um, I know he's coming off a couple a couple nice weeks, but I, I don't see it this week. The Ravens are very tough against the run. I believe it's going to be more of a of a Burkhead, James White. I know they're both listed as questionable, but I think they both play Sunday night. So it's just too spread out for me. I would definitely sit Sony Michelle if you had him. I don't mm-hmm. trust any of those running backs except maybe if you're in a PPR, James White. Yeah, I can trust him. But He just other... popped up on the injury report yesterday. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I know. They're both listed as questionable, but I, I still think either way, I, I don't like Sony Michelle this week. Um, uh, the other – my other hate – is uh, the Chiefs running backs. Can't trust any of them. I would not play any of them this week. They have a tough, tough matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. So I really hate all the Chiefs running backs this week. Don't play any of them. Don't play any of them. Even with Matt Moore back. Or even with Matt Moore playing. All right. Let's go to wide receivers. All right. First on my hate list. Uh, dude's been having a good year all year, but um, I got to see how his quarterback plays first uh, before I actually play him in fantasy. Um, Cortland Sutton, um, <sighs> he's most likely going to have uh, Denzel Ward on him. So uh, generally, I don't really like that matchup either. And Brandon Allen, I don't know what we're going to get from this dude. I I, don't, I haven't even seen anything from him. I have no clue what could happen. This could be a really, really piss-poor game for the Broncos in general. 
Um, I'm thinking they're going to use their running backs as much as possible. It could be a lot of dump downs to Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman. Um, just uh, what they want to do is they're, they're a run-heavy team. So I don't see much from Cortland Sutton. I know he's been pretty good all year, and I liked him all year coming up until this point where Joe Flacco's done uh, for the year. And Joe Flacco hasn't been that great all year, but I do not like Cortland Sutton this week with Brandon Allen. I, I need to see at least a week from Brandon Allen to to get some sort of idea of where Cor- Cortland Sutton's at. Uh, next guy <laughs> on my list, I've been high on him all year, rookie wide receiver. Uh Terry McLaurin, just you can't play him this week. He's got a really tough matchup against the Bears. Uh, and with Dwayne Haskins at quarterback, uh, just completely irrelevant. Um, we were talking about it last week when they played the Vikings. I mean, Ter- Terry McLaurin was like four for 40 in the first half with Keenum and then comes out in the second half, only gets one target and just, oh, my God. Never really dis- disappeared. So yeah, literally disappearing was so bad. Um, I definitely think Haskins tries to get him the ball. He's definitely going to be looking for McLaurin. I just don't. I don't see anything from Haskins, and they're throwing him into the fire with against a good Bills defense. So I don't. You should sit there, Terry McLaurin too. I, I don't see much from him this week. Oh, here we go. My uh, my hate wide receivers, just like you. Uh, Cortland Sutton. You, you can't I hate play. Saying. I hate. I, hate I love Cortland Sutton. Yeah. yeah, he's a great fantasy receiver. He's a great wide receiver in general. Um, but like you said, you just can't play him this week. I, I need to see how Brandon Allen plays first. Um, he was obviously Joe Flacco's favorite receiver. He's probably going to be Brandon Allen's favorite receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't think this is a game where you could play Cortland Sutton. Uh, knowing that the Browns are really bad against the against the run. I think it's going to be a big day for the Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. Uh, if you were owners of them, lock them up, load them, play them. Uh, Brandon Allen's going to have a lot of. He's going to have a big rush in his face. They're going to send. They're going to stack the box against Brandon Allen. Uh, they're going to send eight guys at Brandon Allen. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be a good game for the Denver Broncos uh, in general. Um, which brings me. I hate I hate the receiver at my second receiver. I hate he's on the Browns. I don't like Odell Beckham Jr. this week. <laughs> I don't. And when are you ever going to put Odell Beckham Jr. on your hate list? Well, I'm never going to. I'm never. never gonna. <laughs> but I, I'm going to against probably the best pass defense in the NFL in the Denver Broncos. I I just don't see it happening. Chris Harris has been very he's been locked down all season, and I think it continues this week against OBJ. Uh, OBJ has been eh all season mm-hmm. solely due to the fact that his quarterback Baker Mayfield is a trash can quarterback. Um, I just don't, like I said, I just don't see OBJ having the weeks that he's used to having. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and I feel like what what's so sad to say, OBJ was a baller with the New York Giants. As much as we want to bash Eli and whatnot, yeah. OBJ was a baller with the Giants. Um, I think those days are over, man. I just I don't think he's a baller anymore. With with the situation <laughs> he's in, he can't. He literally can't be. No, he he, don't think. I, he's, I he's got one touchdown. Yeah, That's I agree it. with you to a certain extent. Um, it's OBJ. Dude's talent is through the roof. Um, he won't be able to get it done unless new coaching comes in to to Cleveland and, and gets this offense right. Um, they need to add offensive linemen. 
um, to protect Baker Mayfield a little bit more. Um, I I know I bashed Baker Mayfield a lot last week. Uh, yeah, last week I, I was really hard on him a little bit. You know, I I said some uh, some some bad things about him. Yeah, uh, but they were all true things. Yeah, yeah, but I I I take him back. I think from here on out, Baker Mayfield steps it up. He's got a lot of eyes on him. So I think – I know he's got – they both have tough matchups this week. The Broncos are damn good against quarterbacks and damn good against receivers. Um, but, uh, yeah. Baker Mayfield's going to suck again this I, week, I, dude. I, I think Baker Mayfield turns it around and then OBJ starts starts having a bigger fantasy day. So go trade for OBJ. That's what I'm going to say. Go trade for OBJ. Um, okay. Go get him Here. on your fantasy team. You can get him for cheaper. OBJ is projected 12.7 in ESPN. If he doesn't score a touchdown, I'm going with the under on that projection this week. All right, I'm going to say 6 for 68 and a touchdown for OBJ. All right, fair enough. Okay, you take that touchdown away. He scores .1 over that projection. But he's going to score a touchdown. That's what I'm saying. All right, I, I, <laughs> I, I disagree. <laughs> six for sixty-eight. Write that down so we know when we watch the game. Six for sixty-eight. Six for sixty-eight. That's and your touchdown. Right. Yeah. Six for sixty-eight. A touchdown. I am going with five for fifty-two. Five for. I mean, that's not a terrible day, though. That's not terrible, but it's but it's not, OBJ. It, yeah, it's not 10. what you want. Ten point two points in, yeah, in PPR standard yeah. scoring. That's a five-point game. Yep. It's not Odell numbers. No, that's not. Odell numbers should be like eight for one thirty four and a touchdown. Fair enough. Fair. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> tight ends. My hate list for tight ends. I'll start this one off. You got us. Yeah, I got us. Uh, I, I hate T.J. Hawkinson this week. The guy hasn't done anything to show me that he's worthy of being a fantasy tight end. I know he has a great matchup against Oakland, mm. and I know. Matt Stafford was on my love list, but until this guy could have a game besides a week one fluke where he can be consistent and actually prove prove us that he's worthy of starting, he's always going to be a tight end that I avoid. He's projected 7.9 points. He's obviously going to get under, but I do have this weird feeling that he could possibly do something better than that, but I'm sticking to my hate of TJ Hawkinson. This week, don't see a good game for him. Like I said, he's just he's just kind of a role guy on this offense. Mm. The big the big guys are Galladay, Marvin Jones, and Amendola. Hawkinson's yeah. just there to block and fill in spots. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, this guy has a tough matchup this week. I, I see his quarterback struggling a bit, uh, passing the ball. I'm going to go with Mark Andrews this week. Oh come on! I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know that he's been really good this year. Um, a lot of people probably didn't even draft this guy. Uh, projected 14 points in ESPN. Like I said, I don't think it's more or less him. I, I really think Lamar Jackson has trouble throwing the ball. So there's just a couple – there's a couple tight ends I'd rather play over Mark Andrews for sure this week. Uh, it's Sunday night game. It should be interesting. I really don't know what to expect from this game tonight uh, – tomorrow night, honestly, like – I could see it going both ways. I could see it being a higher scoring game, or I could see it being a really low scoring game. So I, I don't know really what to expect, but he's projected 14 points. I don't see it happening. So yeah, Mark Andrews on my love uh, hate list. Sorry, <laughs> not my love list, my hate list. <laughs> 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 All 
All right, uh, let's go with some sleepers. What do you got for us, Bobby? Got any QB right, sleepers? I got no QB sleepers. My sleepers list uh, consists of two running backs, two wide receivers, and a tight end for this right. week. I, I'm similar, but except I have a quarterback. I'll go with a quarterback. I'll yeah, go you go with first. Let's hear your quarterback. Sleeper pick. Um, <laughs> oh, man, am I seeing ghosts, man. Sam Darnold. <laughs> Play him this week. He's got a good matchup this week. I expect a lot of points out of this Jets D. Um, he, he's a sleeper for me, man. I really think he could perform a little bit this week. I know not a lot of people probably even have him on their team. I, I think if you need a quarterback this week and, and it's a very low list of quarterbacks, I think this is a guy you could play this week for sure. Pretty and, crazy, you know, I know. To, I, I, but you know, the thing is, I, I do, I, I agree with you because the Dolphins yeah. are terrible and the, the Jets have such an easy schedule coming up. From aside from like maybe two games mm. that I, I'm crazy saying this, you, like you're gonna want to have like Sam Darnold, I think could turn out to be a good fantasy play for the second half of the season. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell is going to be a stud. Robbie Anderson is going to be a stud. This is the Jets' schedule as starting with this week: at the Dolphins, home against the Giants, at the Redskins, home against the Raiders, at the Bengals, home against the Dolphins, at the Ravens, home against the Steelers, and at the Bills. So the next five games, yeah. six games. You could stream them for the next six games. I mean, it's really not that bad of a play. No, not at all. Yeah. Crazy to say that, but yeah. the schedule's in their favor. Um, I got two sleeper running backs this week. I'll start off with the guy that, that we talked about before where Ryan asked me a question of him or Josh Jacobs. And my sleeper's Jalen Samuels. Um the guy is like the only running back in the backfield. I'm expecting him to touch the ball at least 25 times yeah, via, could... via catching, running. He might even throw a ball uh, <laughs> this Sunday. Um, I just see a big game out of Jalen Samuels. Um, you have to go pick him up off the waiver wire if he's still even available because I doubt he's available. Yeah. The guy you just have to own, especially with James Conner being like hurt it. almost every week. Uh, he could really turn into – the feature, the lead guy in Pittsburgh, in Jalen Samuels. Right, right now he's. They're saying he's only rostered in forty nine percent of ESPN leagues. Which so is, with that, that's less than half. You got to go get him. If you yeah. don't have him, you have to get him. He, right. If you got to drop guys, you got to drop them to get him. Let me just let me let me confirm that. Um, but I believe it's it's forty nine. I could confirm it for you right now. Yeah. Let me get to my fantasy app. Yeah, 49.4 he's percent yeah. roster. Yeah. yeah. So that's less than half. You have to go get Jalen You have to. You, you have, have yeah. to. And um, then uh sorry to interrupt you. You go. What were you gonna say? No, you're good, you're good. You got your next guy. All right, yeah, my another uh running back sleeper. You know, he coming back last week off of an injury, he only ran the ball three times, but for nineteen yards, that's that's very good numbers, over six yards of carry. He also added four catches for thirty yards and a touchdown. Devin Singletary, hmm. I think, is a good sleeper play this week against a very bad Washington Redskins team. Um, I think this is a, a – yeah, he's a kid. This is a kid that you're going to get or that the Bills are going to get involved in more. Uh, he's more of a dynamic player than Frank Gore. He, he, he's a better runner. Frank Gore could really just run the ball up the gut, and that's it. Uh, Devin Singletary catches the ball. Frank Gore doesn't catch the ball. I really see this is a game where Devin Singletary can earn himself and take that lead role. And 
maybe even get this Bills offense a little bit more jump-started and really give them that push towards the playoffs, giving Josh Allen another weapon in the backfield. Uh, yeah, Rob. Uh, Devin Singletary is actually on my sleeper list as well. Um, he was on it last week. He had 16 uh, fantasy points in ESPN PPR. Um, but I think it is a big week for for Devin Singletary going against uh, Washington Redskins team that's really not that good against the run. Um, so he's got a top eight matchup, top ten matchup this week. Uh, I saw he played over 65% of snaps, opposed Ooh. to Frank Gore, I think, played less than 40%, um, less than 30 maybe. Um, so I really think the Bills want to get this guy going. I think he's going to be a key piece for them moving forward. Uh, can do everything, like you said, can run the ball pretty well. He, he could catch the ball with the best of them. Uh, he had some comparisons to uh, Alvin Kamara coming into the season, almost where, like, not many people knew about him, but he was going to shock people when they started watching him play. Um, that's sure what Alvin Kamara did. Oh, my goodness, he really – he came in with a bang, Alvin Kamara. So I, I could see some similarities with Devin Singletary, but I think they the Bills start using him a lot more. I think this is a, a big game for him. I believe he gets into the end zone this week. Um, next guy – Eagles are starting to use him a lot more. Um, he could be a good play this week, especially PPR. Miles Sanders, man, he, he's been playing much better. Had a huge week last week. Um, I think Jordan Howard's going to struggle running the ball against his former team. So I think they're going to throw the ball to Sanders a lot. They're going to use him more in the pass um, rather than the run. But I think this is a guy, if you need to uh, play somebody in your running back position, I think this is a guy you could definitely play for sure. All right. Only had six touches last week, but over 100 total yeah. yards. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think this He is... makes the most of those touches. Yeah, really. Um, I It's a little bit more of a stretch sleeper for me, but I, I think, especially in PPR, um, I think he'll have he'll be decent in the pass game. So, I, like I said, if it's somebody you need to play, I, I could see you playing Miles Sanders for sure. All right. Wide receiver sleepers. Well, I have, I have two guys on here. Um, I have Chris Conley as a sleeper. Oh, sorry to interrupt you, but the uh, the Steelers just promoted a running back Tony Brooks James to the fifty three man roster, and released Dante Moncrief. So that's official that James Conner won't play uh, this Sunday. Yeah, that's uh, a yeah, will be official. Could be out more than more than this week too. They're dropping Dante Moncrief, so it could be out more more than this week for yeah. sure. So I I really think Jalen Samuel should be your number one waiver wire. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit, but he's got to be your number one waiver wire. Pick him up. Go pick him up. It'd be really dumb not to if he's available in your leagues. All right, Chris Conley. Um, I had uh, the Jags have a good matchup this week. I really think Watson is going to be able, be able to outscore them. Um, but I, I think Chris Conley is a guy that could step in, especially if D.D. Westbrook. I don't know the status of his, if he's going to play or not yet. Um, so I, I think it could be a good play for, for Chris Conley this week against a bad Texan secondary. Um, you could also see a lot of Gary on Conley on uh, D.J. Chark a little bit. Um, wasn't that good. But I, I think this opens up a little bit for Chris Conley. Um, my next sleeper, 
I don't even know if I'm going to, you could really call it a sleeper anymore. Uh, but not many people are going to have him probably started. I could check what percentage have him started right now in ESPN. Um, let's see. Yeah, only 44% um, are starting this guy this week. Uh, it's DK Metcalf. This guy has a plus matchup against a bad Buccaneer secondary. He has the most targets out of any receiver in the red zone. you got to play this guy. Um, I think he scores a touchdown this week. He had two last week. Um, he, he's a big play guy. He could score that big touchdown. Um I think he's a must-play flex play this week if you have him. I think he's bound to have a big big uh, game this week. Yeah, Bobby, I, t- you- yeah I agree yeah. with DK Metcalf. He was on my love list last week. Uh, proved me right. Scored two touchdowns. So maybe he could continue yeah. that this week. Yeah. Uh, my love li- – or my sleepers for at the receiver position, uh, going with another Dallas Cowboy because the <laughs> Cowboys are going to poop on the Giants. Yeah, that's Michael Gallup. Uh, Michael Gallup, man, the guy is clearly the wide receiver too mm-hmm. for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I know he's been hurt uh, as of recent. Um, he's got 40 catches on the year for over 420 yards. Uh, I know touchdowns haven't been there. He's only scored one time, but I do see that changing this week. I do see him scoring against the Giants. I mean – Last time they played the Giants week one, he had seven catches for 158 yards Jeez. for as long as 62. So I, I think he's a good uh, sleeper option for this week if you're if you're missing guys on a bye week because I know this mm. is a brutal bye week for receivers. I know the Rams are on a bye, Falcons are on a bye, Saints are on a bye. So if this is a guy that you got to play. I think it's a pretty solid uh, fill-in right there. And mm-hmm. then my other sleeper pick um, – you know, he scored touchdowns the past two weeks. Uh, he's a little bit of a smaller receiver, but I like Cole Beasley this week. Uh, again, I think he has a decent matchup against the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's this? The Lions have signed Paul Perkins to the active roster and placed Trey Carson on the IR. Wow. So, this actually changes things a little bit. Trey Carson got majority of the snaps. Yeah. This could be a Ty Johnson game. Yeah, this could that, – that, Sleeper, put Ty Johnson so, on the sleeper yeah, list. Yeah, so I add Ty Johnson now. Um, he's, I can guarantee he's available in a lot of leagues. Um, Especially after the showing of last week. Yeah, so they really, they have Ty Johnson, J.D. McKissick, and... Paul Perkins. Paul Perkins. They're not going to really, Paul Perkins is a just-in-case guy. They're not going to use him, really. Um, so this could be a good, this could be Ty Johnson's breakout game. Yes, it could. Um. So he's another guy maybe keep in mind, maybe playing this week, honestly. For sure. So it goes back to this Cole Beasley. Uh, <coughs> I know he's not the lead receiver on the team, but like mm-hmm. I said, he scored touchdowns the last two weeks. And a number that really stands out to me is he's averaging over seven targets a game. Um, wow. I, I like that number a lot. Yeah. Especially in a game against the Redskins. Um, I know I have Devin Singletary. I know I said that. I think he's going to have a decent game. But I think this mm-hmm. is going to be a good game all around for the Buffalo Bills where this offense could really find themselves and put themselves in the right direction. Uh, I just wanted to actually add one more running back to my sleepers. I know we've mentioned him before, but Jamal Williams, I want to add. Uh, he could be a sleeper every week or he could be on the love list combined with Aaron Jones every mm-hmm. week. Uh, I just 
he he puts up numbers every fantasy week. I don't really have much to say other than I just wanted to put him on my sleeper list because I feel like if you're in a deeper league, like a 12-team league or something, uh, Jamal Williams could definitely be a flex play every single week. Yeah, yeah, for sure, especially, yeah, you're right, in deep, deeper leagues. He's got to be a play, man, for sure. All right, tight ends. Uh, I have two kind of um, two kind of sleeper tight ends. Uh, Cameron Bray, this is only because if he plays, this is why I did two. Um, Cameron Bray, if he plays. I think um, OJ, I, I think, OJ Howard already ruled out. Cameron yeah, he's already ruled out. Go, yeah. So as long as Cameron Bray plays, I know he's been on the injury report this week, questionable to play. But as long as he plays, I could see him scoring a touchdown, getting in the end zone. Um, another guy for me, Jonu Smith, um, had a big game last week. Um, uh, Delaney Walker out again. So, I mean, tight ends, they're thin. Um, these are two guys that you could play. I know Zach Ertz not having a, a great year. Um, guys like that with, with thin tight ends. So, these are just two guys that, you know, I would think about maybe picking up and playing. Yeah, you know, uh, I only have one tight end on my sleeper list, and it's Jonu Smith. Uh, after the game he had last week, I really think he raised eyebrows. Uh, I know last year there was a lot of hype around him uh, mm. to really thrive and take over a role of Delaney Walker, and it just didn't happen. Um, mm-hmm. Now Delaney Walker's hurt for the second straight season. Uh, Jonu Smith, I think, really proved his worth last week. And I think this is a week where he could continue because Tannehill really seemed like he really liked incorporating him into the offense. He's a big body. Um, seven targets last week, caught six of them, one for a touchdown. Uh, I do see a nice week against Jonu Smith or for Jonu Smith. Jonu Smith. I know it's a tough matchup against the Panthers, but – I think he gets in the end zone this week. I actually just dropped Darren Fells to pick up Jonu Smith in my Yahoo League with yeah. um, Gerald Everett's on a bye. Uh, and who knows, Jonu Smith might even turn into my uh, my starting tight end for me if he could put up another good week here. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Delaney Walker's uh, – he, he could be done for the year. You just never know with this guy. He's been dealing with a lot of injuries the past couple of years. So uh, I could see Jonu Smith kind of taking over that, that spot. Delaney Walker also getting up there in age. So, I, I agree. I like Jonu Smith this week as well. All right. Um, let's go to some waiver wire pickups. Then we'll get to our locks of the week, and we'll uh, wrap this show up. I, uh, I, sorry to interrupt you, but I have a lot of – I have nine, eight, potentially nine guys on my waiver wow. wire. And we talk, we've talked about one of them already. Yeah, yeah I'll do mine then real quick because um, I only have four right now, five right now. Um, I'll start it off with Jaden Samuels. We just talked about him a lot um, this podcast, but he's only rostered at 49% at least. Go get him, please. It'll be – especially if you're a James Conner owner, um, go go have him as a handcuff. You need to have this guy. He He's in for a lot of touches, um, especially with Benny Snell out as well too. This guy is going to get a lot of touches. Um, I think you hit it on the nail, Rob, 25-plus. I think that is fair um, for him. My next guy is – Mark Walton, 48% rostered in uh, ESPN leagues. There's not there's not many times you could find really a true starting running back on, on a waiver wire. So that being said, he's played over 85% of the Dolphins snaps. This guy, I, I thought maybe Keenan Balazs would have a, at least take a little bit of, a more away, but it's clearly not. They want to get Mark Walton the ball. Um, pretty decent matchup this week against the Jets. I would go get Mark Walton. 
Um, and then uh, two wide receivers. Um, I need to see how they both play this week with this guy out to really define of who I'd rather have. Um, Zach Pascal and Paris Campbell with uh, T.Y. being out for three to four weeks. Um, I would definitely go out and get one of these guys. They could be good flex plays uh, moving forward without T.Y. Uh, my last guy is Darren Fells. He's proving to be a worthy play at the tight end position. Um, two touchdowns last weekend, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or one? Who is that? Darren Fells, Darren yeah. Fell. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I just dropped him. Yeah, uh, I, I don't hate that drop, um, but cl- clearly, uh, him and him and Watson are starting to hook up together more and starting to become a pretty favorite target for for Watson. So, and I love Deshaun Watson, dude, the beast. I think he balls out this weekend um, and plays really well. So, look at Darren Fells to maybe pick up, and we keep, I keep saying it, thin tight ends. Um, so just look for him. All right, Robbie, give us your waiver wire ads. Uh, I had three guys similar as you, Zach Pascal, Jalen Samuels, Mark Walton, <laughs> so I really won't get into them because you yeah. got into them pretty well. Uh, Jonu Smith on my waiver wire, just talked about him before on my sleepers. Um, so I'll get into, I think Darius Geis is still a good waiver wire pickup. He's only, uh, rostered, yeah. only rostered in 32.8% of leagues. Um, if you have him, if you have Ben spots available, go get him. Um, the Packers are activating rookie tight end Jay Sternberg off IR. So I wonder if that could cut into Jimmy Graham there. Mm-hmm. Um, back to waivers, like I said, Darius Geis, thirty-two point eight percent rostered. Uh, once he come, once he's back and healthy, and they get him into the games, uh, I think he could be a job. I can think he could get into a role where he could split time with AP or even jump up for carries. Uh, another guy I like, Danny Amendola. Rostered in 26.3% of ESPN leagues. He's averaging 11.5 points a game, which is not wow. too shabby. Um, no. He's had very good weeks the uh, past two weeks. Eight for 105 against Minnesota and then eight for 95 against the Giants. So it really looks like uh, the Lions are starting to incorporate him more, especially because they don't have that run game going. So like I said, Amendola. Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay are going to be having big weeks moving forward. Another guy I like is Devontae Parker. He was on my waiver wire list last week. The guy has had a very, very consistent season. He's only rostered in 19.8% of ESPN leagues, averaging 10 points a game. Now, he is the favorite. I firmly believe he's the number one wide receiver on the Miami Dolphins. Uh, In my Yahoo league, he hasn't had a game where he scored less than 11 points. He's wow. gone 13, was hurt, 11.7, over 16, 11.8, over 17, almost 13. So he's been a very consistent wide receiver. Uh, if you need a guy who – if you need to play a guy because he's on – if you need to play him because you got a guy on a bye or if you have available bench spots, I think Devontae Parker is worthy of one. And then my last one. The guy really pissed me off last week because he single-handedly lost me fantasy on one damn play. And Deontay Johnson is a priority waiver wire ad. Um, Seven targets last week, caught five of them for 84 yards and touchdown. Uh, I think he's going to start finding his way in this offense. I think Mason Rudolph is going to really start incorporating him into this offense. Uh, If they want to win moving forward, they're going to have to really span out and not – and realize that they have other guys to throw the ball to besides Juju Smith-Schuster. 
Um, I really see Deontay Johnson like being one of those Steelers receivers who come out of nowhere like it was with like Emmanuel Sanders when AB was there and like mm-hmm. Juju when AB was there and now those yep. and those guys turned into into big name wide receivers. I could see that happening with Deontay Johnson. And then my last one, I know it's bold, but if you have a really deep bench, um I'd go get Jai. I saw the Lions work them out. Don't know if they're going to sign him, but if the Lions do sign him, I think he might be worth a stash. Uh, I know he hasn't really played much in the past two years, hasn't played at all this year. Didn't play really at all last year with the Eagles, but in a Lions Definitely a back, guy to keep an eye on for yeah, sure. In a Lions backfield that's really, really hurting, he might not be worth a stash. So those are my waiver wire ads mm-hmm. for the week. Yeah, not bad. I would go out and get all these guys, honestly. If you have a couple open spots, um, at least one, um, go get some of these guys. They're very worthy of of being on your bench, at least. Um, all right, let's get to the most important part of the week, our locks of the week. This is where we're winning you money, people. Yep. All right. This um, is it. I'll get us going. Seahawks, Bucks. I love the over 51 and a half. Uh, both teams will struggle to run the ball. Um, it's going to be a shootout. Both teams are going to be passing the ball up. They both haven't been really great against the pass. Um, so I think huge game, Russell Wilson, um, and, and his receiving core, huge game for Jameis Winston and his receiving core. Um, love the over 51 and a half. My next one, I will go with Deshaun Watson and the Texans minus one and a half. Um, I think this is going to be a close game, but I can see this being like more than a one. I, I see the Texans winning by a field goal. Nice little Kermie Fairbairn uh, field goal to win the game or something like that. <laughs> but I love I love Deshaun Watson this week. I, I, I think he's been so good this year. I know losing J.J. Watt hurts a little bit, but I, he's going he's gonna to play insanely good Sunday morning. Oh, I'll be rocking my Deshaun Watson jersey, okay? Um, he's going to ball out. He's going to win the uh, – he's going to win a big game for the Texans this week. Uh, five and three against a four and four Jaguars in the same division. So both, it's going to be a very good game, but Texans will cover that spread. All right. My last one, Jets minus three. Uh, this is, this is a game that the Jets really need to make a statement that they're not the worst team in the league and they're not the worst team in their division. Um, they, they're going to come out. They're the better team than the Dolphins. It's clear. To, it's, it's clear. Um, they got playmakers on, on their team. Um, Le'Veon Bell is going to have a huge game. Uh, Xavier, Xavier Howard's out for the Dolphins. I just don't see it with the Dolphins. Um, so huge game for the Jets. I I think they win well over more than three points, like pretty well over maybe like 10, 14. Uh, so I, I think that's a pretty easy lock. Jets minus three. All right, here we go. Just <laughs> like you, I like the Seahawks, uh, you know. It's going to be a big game for Russell Wilson. It's going to be a big game for Jameis Winston. That's why I like the over like you like the over. But I just don't see the Buccaneers being able to come and take this game from the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Seattle Seahawks are too good. Pete Carroll is too good of a head coach. Russell Wilson is too good of a quarterback. He's a game manager. Game manager, And I just don't see any way for Tampa Bay to go into Seattle and win this game. Uh, my second matchup that I like, I like the bad man. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is a bad man at minus three and a half against the San Diego Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers, actually. Uh, there's no no beat in the bad man when he's this hot right now. The Packers are seven and one. They're rolling right now. He's rolling without his best receiver. He's probably getting his best receiver back this week. 
The defense is playing good. Playing good. Everything's going good in Green Bay. Lock it in. Green Bay over L.A. minus three and a half. And lastly, I like the Cowboys minus seven going into MetLife Stadium and putting a whooping on the New York Giants. I just don't see this Giants defense being able to keep up with the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys tormented them week one in Dallas, and I see that continuing this week in New York. <laughs> Must win for the Cowboys at four and three. They have to get the five and three if they want to keep pace over the Philadelphia Eagles. Big game from Dak Prescott. Big game from Amari Cooper. Big game from Zeke Elliott. Lock it in. Cowboys minus seven over the Giants. Ugh, you're disgusting, dude. I don't even... <laughs> um, just, just absolutely disgusting. Um, yeah, uh, we both went two and one last week uh, with our locks of the week. So I, I would say that's pretty good. Um, you know, if they're locks of the week, we want to be perfect for you guys. So, um, yeah, I think you're going to lose one for sure, Rob, with the Giants-Cowboys. Uh, All right, hey, you want to put I... a little friendly – you want to put a friendly wager on it? No, no, no. <laughs> no. You're not confident then. All right, all right, maybe maybe we will at uh, at some point before Monday night. Maybe we'll put a put a friendly wager that they cover the spread. Um, but yeah, two and one uh, we both were last week. So let's lock those lock those teams in. Um, lastly, uh, go follow us on Twitter at lrtalk19. Um, we'll keep giving you injury updates um, the rest of the night and tomorrow morning. Um, We'll, we'll be tweeting a lot of this stuff out or love hates um, some sleepers, some waiver wire pickups and our locks of the week. So go give us a follow. Uh, but that's, a, that, that's it for us uh, today. Thank you guys for listening. Peace. Remember guys, please follow us on locker room talk on Twitter at LR talk 19. Uh, we are now on Spotify. If you look us up at locker room talk you hey, find us on Spotify Keep giving us listens. Tell your friends. Tell your mother. Tell your tell father. Your tell your sisters. <laughs> tell your brothers. Tell everyone to come listen to Locker Room Talk. We out. See you.